Hey, Pastor Steve Waldron with Biblical Archaeology Today. So grateful you're here with us, thankful to be your host. Yes, I have done archaeology and I've studied archaeology at a PhD level. Let's get started. We're on page 22 of our study on archaeology in the ancient Near East, Holy Land, Israel. And we're in the Wycliffe Dictionary of Biblical Archaeology by Pfeiffer. Great book and uh, recommended highly, put out by Hendrickson. A little dated, but it's still got some great stuff. And let's look in things like archaeology, other than some advances in uh, finding samples and these type of things. It's not going to change much over the years. So again, thanks for being with us. Let's go ahead and get started. We're looking at irrigation today, at least one of the things. Irrigation was more common in Egypt and Mesopotamia than in Palestine during the biblical period. Pre-dynastic Egyptians and the Sumerians of the lower Euphrates Valley were building dams and digging canals as early as the Neolithic age. That's absolutely unbelievable to me. The earliest, and it shows, it's a very biblical view of mankind, though, that Adam was very advanced. The earliest Sumerian and Babylonian law codes show a concern for water rights. The Code of Hammurabi states if a man has opened his uh, sluice for watering and has left it open, the water destroys the field of his neighbor, he shall measure out grain to him, the basis of that produced by neighboring fields. And reading another book by Yamuchi and Wilson on this recently, water rights was big time, even down through the Roman era. And still today, I think there was a famous radio program. I always want to say Mr. Whipple. The guy laughed really distinctively. But anyhow, he was the water commissioner in town. We used to have the water commissioner go to a church I assisted many years ago as well. The earliest plows were simply forked, crooked limbs of trees which were driven through shallow soil. Copper and bronze plow points appear in the 10th century B.C. The introduction of iron, <clears throat> plow, and then that Neolithic, my memory serves me correctly, uh, plow points could be made larger and they were less easily dented. A typical plow was drawn by two oxen, see Elisha's being taken <laughs> with Elijah. It could not plow a furrow, but merely scratch the surface of the ground for three or four inches. Mesopotamia primitive type of cedar was attached to the plow. Cedar, S-E-E-D-E-R, not C-E-D-A-R. Permitting seeds to be dropped down a tube, which was attached behind the plow point. We don't know much about such a device in Israel. Probably most seed was scattered by hand over the plowed ground, and a second plowing covered it, harrowing and leveling the ground. Isaiah 28, I was just thinking about that. Hosea 10, Job 39 was performed by dragging branches after the plow to smooth the ground over the seed. I guess we could still do that today. Sickles were used in reaping throughout the Near East. Prehistoric Mesopotamian sickles were made of flint teeth set in wood. Natufian flint sickles and bone handles were among the oldest known. This type of sickle was used until the 10th century BC when small carved iron blades replaced the earlier flint. A wooden handle was affixed by rivets. Not rivets as in frogs, but rivets. 
the reaper would grasp the stalks of grain with one hand and with the other cut them off close to the ear. Later, a number of the small bundles of grain would be gathered together and bound with pieces of straw, so fascinating. They were then carried to the nearest threshing floor located in the open air outside the village. This is very important when Jesus, excuse me, John the Baptist talks about uh, uh, the Holy Ghost and fire and the threshing floor and the wheat and the chaff and all that. The grain was spread on this floor and the kernel separated from the straw by oxen trampling upon it and pulling a threshing sledge. And of course, preachers are known as oxen in the Bible, so we kind of separate this. <laughs> Two types of sledges are known, one made of flat boards and the other running on small wheels or rollers. In sections inaccessible to a threshing floor, women beat the grain from the ears with heavy wooden mallets or long sticks called flails. Probably where we get the term flailing. <coughs> so we're going to keep looking at the subject of archaeology in Israel, the Holy Land, ancient Near East. Uh, God willing, in our nightly series, you may be listening to it any time. You may be listening to it months or years later. That's great. I hope you are. But anyhow, thanks for so much being with us. Pray for us. Join us daily. Share with your friends, family, church, family, Sunday school classes. Let's get the word out. Put it on social media. Leave us a five-star review. Helps people find us. We'll talk with you later. God bless you. Bye-bye.